In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me, as always, is my uh, balding multi-billionaire who owns two-thirds of the city. The one. The only. If I go crazy, then will you still call me? Travis Rats here. I'm great. <laughs> Josh, Rats it's two minutes. I'm going to run out of these real quick. <laughs> You're, yeah, super, it's going to be tough. Uh, so we are uh, we are in the the meat of Superman summer right now. We're deep in the meats of Superman, Superman summer. Superman meat. Yeah, we're in the the thick of Superman meets as we uh, are in our Superman summer. You are on an episode, a variant edition where Travis and I are talking about, you know, we're keeping Superman summer theme going. But instead of talking about a graphic novel or a comic book, last episode, we talked about Superman for all seasons, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb. On this episode, we are diving into the beginning of Superman, the animated series the 1996, 98. I just oh, looked at uh, 90, it. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's 96, I believe. Let me see. Travis knows. He knows. 96. September 96. Nine, 1996. So two years. This is the last book we read was a 1998 book. This comes out in 1996. In two years before. Sixth grade when this came out. Yeah. I was a 96. I would have been a freshman. We were both in middle school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may have been a ninth grade, either a eighth grader or a ninth grade. I'd have to do the math. Uh, But so you weren't telling people that you were watching this show in 1996 and 97. You know, I don't know that I, I watched Batman, the animated series in middle school. um, But I do not remember if I watched this when it was on TV. I, I, so we're we're watching this again in the sort of um, Bruce Timiverse mm-hmm. of Warner Brothers animated products. You've got Batman the animated series comes out first, then this comes out, and then they're jammed together yeah, in Batman the Bruce Tim Justice and, League. Yeah. yeah, like it becomes the Justice League series, which is a also another great one. And I think I discovered this, at least I remember discovering it with Renner. Okay. So Renner really liked. We really, you know, believe it or not, when you have a dad who likes superheroes, you end up buying your kid lots of superhero toys. And so I have the DVDs of of this. Um, so I have the DVDs of the whole. I think it might be the first. I might be all three seasons, but I have I have at least the first season on DVD of Superman the animated series. And I remember watching it with Renner and watching it and and going like, all right, this is great. I really sort of dug. I mean, I love Batman the animated series as a kid. So I, this is very much in the same vein, but it tackles it from Superman. And instead of the dark brooding sky of, 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 you know, Gotham city, you get the bright, all the fights are out in the open and in the sun and you can see it of Superman. So let's, let's dive into it. Travis, uh, had you ever watched this as a kid? Yeah, I did watch it as a kid. I watched it when it came out. Um, I'd watch it on a weekly basis. Uh, for me, I was big into the Batman animated series. Every one of our generation was. This was a little bit harder to get into just because I remember the the Bruce Tim animation 
was one of my least favorite parts about the Batman animated series. Like, I, just because coming off of, like, the, the X-Men cartoon was popular at that time, and I really liked that style. It was that more kind yeah. of Asian house, art house, overseas, and that's just kind of was ingrained, right? Uh, yes, I mean, it feels very... Uh, if you think of, of X-Men being kind of the last style. wave... Last, last wave of stuff that looked like... G.I. Um, G.I. Joe and He-Man and that very sort of Asian influenced Robotech style yeah. of animation. Yeah. Right. And this being a very cartoony art deco uh, art. Yes. Kind of style to it. Right. Less, less real. Yeah. Yeah. Even though. Yeah. No, super didn't look real. This became its own style. Like it's Bruce. You said it. Bruce yeah. Timmy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that Bruce Tim style. Yeah. Um, don't go so, read his adult books. So you want to keep those. He's got some interesting oh, coffee table yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you went ahead and you watched this as a kid. You you're revisiting it now. We said let's. You know, we were talking about we got Superman summer. We want to get different flavors of Superman, right? We're like like the Superman Baskin Robbins, and yeah. we're going to try all 31 flavors of Superman this summer to see what's the same, what's different. Um, having come back to this, how'd you feel about it? What'd you think? What, uh, your, in, what was your reaction? A general was overview? it pralines? I, I, was that, it pralines or was it something good? It was Jamoka. <laughs> uh, uh, as in Jamaican, it's it, so I I I will I'll, cards on the table. I did just watch this earlier today. I watched the you first, and me both. So we, we watched both the first watched it and today. and to be and to be truthful with the audience, we just watched the first three uh, episodes, like Son of Krypton or something with that. Yeah. it's like. Uh, Three 20 minute the things are all story. linked together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was... I, I, one of the uh, struck me first how well the animation holds up because it is time. It is, it is Bruce Timmy and it's, it's yeah. not measured against modern or past animation. It exists in its own bubble. Right. It's like its own little thing. You yeah. can't compare it to anything else. It's the David Pumpkins um, of animation styles. It's its own thing. <laughs> it's its own thing. <laughs> um, but, I so what made you like it? What was the thing? If not the, like oh, the well, animation, but what was the thing that made you go, "This is good"? One, uh, starting off like in the story, we'll talk about the plot of it. But like, how much time we get to spend on Krypton before Superman is sent off? Almost the entire first episode, it really made that yeah. really that point really emotional. And I thought Tim Daly, who I did not realize was the guy from Wings, is the yeah. voice of Superman <laughs> and Jor El and stuff like that. I'm like, why does it sound so familiar? I'm like, maybe it's just from watching a child. I'm like, nope, that's the guy from Wings. And he's killing it <laughs> as Jor El. Like, he's killing it. Yeah. I never really got a sense of like who Jor El is from like different things. And there was that show Krypton. I don't know if you watched, if you watched that. I didn't watch it. No, I didn't. You know, this above the show, right? That came out like five yes, years yeah. ago. That's another thing. As I, as I was watching the show and looking at the Max list of Superman titles, like Lois Lane, I'm like, Holy cow! There's a lot of different versions of, of Superman uh, yeah. on there that I some I haven't even forgot about. So I, I I loved the voice acting talent was great, but the animation was great and the score, Josh, the score is better than <laughs> I, I think it's better than any Superman movie. And that's saying a lot. Going back to the original Superman movie, yeah, the the, the theme, the score is out kicking its coverage with the stories, you know, yeah. and yeah. the adultness. Of some of these side jokes, like Jorel and what's his uh, wife's name, Laura, 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 Laura? yeah, they be fucking Josh. <laughs> I know we're talking about a kids animated TV show, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna adult this up. 
like the way they did. They're like, do we put the kid yeah. down? Do you think we're going to have time? I think it was some down sleep. And then there's some soft caresses later, in, uh, earlier in the show. And I'm like, oh, I like this couple. This feels like a you, young, you, just married couple. A relationship. Right? Yeah. Um, I agree with you. It was, it is, it's, it's good. It's bubblegummy, but it has substance, right? Because that was the same thing I liked about Batman, the animated series. I think any kid who watched it is when we were kids were like, Ooh, this feels more adult. There's guns. There's like, like it's dark. It's this, this one isn't dark. But the the conversations between people feel more adult. The the sort of like the the nature of it is less goofy and it feels more real, right? The the first bad guys that he faces off against are terrorists, yeah. right? Like terrorists trying to steal this from robot like, thing from like not Kazakhstan, but a, like a real close a, a fictional equivalent. <laughs> well, that's what DC loves. DC loves fake. Uh, Middle Eastern and Eastern European countries that they can <laughs> they can say are the bad guys. It was big in the nineties. So, There's a lot of turmoil yeah. happening around there. Borders yeah. are going up and so, down. Um, I think you're right. The time that we get to spend, we get to spend that whole. But it sets up all of this stuff that later on plays out because Brainiac is this. You see Brainiac be the villain. I love in Krypton. And is that canon? Right is that canon? Like Brainiac in the yes. comics, is that yeah. like he was like the mainframe of? Uh, yeah, several different times he's he's used that way. Okay, um, fantastic, right? And then you get to see him at the very end those of those three episodes. Brainiac's back, baby. And I think they and do that, go, okay. don't they? Don't they? Yeah. This series uses cliffhangers like that, right? Yeah, and so Brainiac is your big baddie, and he's this overarching villain through the whole thing, and I think that is fantastic. Fantastic. And set up to be a terrifying villain. Set up to be a super terrifying villain. Right. He ends up like murdering these weird aliens and you see their purple blood. He's like the computer from 2001 Space Odyssey. He's like, I can't do that, Kal El. (laughs) Yeah. I can't. It's the only way to save me. And I am the repository of all Kryptonian knowledge. Jorel, do you really want to kill me? You'd be killing all Krypton. No, I don't want to, but uh, you're making me so mad right now, Brainiac. Um, but I, I, I think it, the characters are really good. The one, th- and a, this is a cartoon, right? And it's 20 minute episodes, a four parter where you get a little more of Luther and a little more of like metropolis in that interaction. They come back to it in this series, but I think that would have been good. That's the only thing where I was like, Oh, there's Luther right there. And the first time we see him, he's showing off this, battle robot right like we don't get we don't get a whole lot of him because when we think of we just read that tim sale book and we get that that interplay between lois and um and 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 lex luther you get that a little bit when lois is like oh we dated right (laughs) like you know i'm the only one who gets under there's only one other person who gets under under his skin that's me when we broke up and he's like wow yeah again you're like, like oh snap yeah so you get this sort of, again, this feels very much like the only thing we don't get. We don't spend a lot of time. We spend a little bit of time. We get Smallville. So if we think about it, if you want to compare this, because I think we have to do this every time we read one no, of these. We right? have, yeah, we got to figure this. out, like, what are the key? Remember, gotta, one of our big quests we, is, what is Superman? So what when, do we get? When is this Superman? One, <laughs> when? This, Why? You get, a little, you get a little more of sci-fi. This feels more sci-fi, a sci-fi take on Superman, right? 
um, you get the um, the alien civilization. It ends with aliens. It in the middle, you get sort of like flying cars and all of this stuff. So it always feels a little more. And as the series goes on, there's lots sci-fi. of space adventures in here. Like he goes to lots yes. of different planets. There's Candor yeah. and all that stuff. But I think that's one of the. I think that's the part that I love when we lean into Superman being an alien and we lean into the sci-fi ness of that story, that's what sets Superman apart. I think from other heroes, when you think about Batman or you think about um, other areas. And I wonder if like green lantern took too much of the sci-fi. And so we don't do that as much, but I think leaning in to the sci-fi stuff, especially the way this animated series does giving you almost 20 minutes just on Krypton. Yeah. Right. It's great. It's fantastic. It's great. It's great. It looks great. The world you created, the costuming of everybody on Krypton. You're like, those people suck. But I don't like those people because they look doofy. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know, though, because I haven't seen enough of Superman in space, like in the comic book form, especially to to tell you what flavor I like better. Do I like, uh, like City Superman? Do I like Superman of the world? Like International Superman? Do I like Superman in space? Like I, I, I've gotten the most of small town Superman. I like, I don't like Superman in space. I like space coming to Superman. I like Metropolis being the place, but I think the best villains for Superman are ones that you don't know their power, right? Yeah. Like, ooh, like they have Doomsday. this thing. So, right, the this animation works really well, and I really enjoyed it because, or this this three part story works well because he's up against a mechanized robot. Right. He's up against this big otherworldly thing. Um, this this and it's shooting giant bomb blasts and all this. And I read I read a piece on the animated series where it talks about like they wanted to Dumbing show down his powers. Yeah, like lowering his powers. And it and it's based on the John Byrne reboot in 86. Guess what I'm currently reading uh, outside of our stuff? The John Byrne reboot of superman from 1986 so like getting both seeing where that's from where superman because i'm watching it what i'm like like why isn't why is superman not just flying this spaceship into the air right we read the tim sale one and he lifts an entire battleship no problem right just lifts it out of the water and then in this one he can't he's struggling to land this plane and i think that's the best superman can do it but it's not easy easy for him yeah And there's going to be some destruction or some sort of like... There's room for growth, It's not going to happen cleanly. The the Christopher Reeves Superman movie, the other movie, he's flying around there if he changes Earth's orbit. Like, where do you go from there? Like, then there's like a couple of movies who aren't as good because you're like, well, he's already turned the world. Like, I I don't understand what bigger can he do. He's a god at this point. Right. Right. And so I think the animated series does a really good job of not making him godlike, but just making him a Superman. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the that's you, the that's an important piece of it. Did you like the uh, the Lois breaking down some college basic uh, psychology 101? Like, this is like Nietzsche. Like Nietzsche is like it's, it's like what Nietzsche talks about when he talks about the Superman. It's like this ideal. And you're like, oh, oh, is that how he gets the name? <laughs> because you're real, real deep. Real, yeah, she was. And, uh, you know what? I, you know what I need though. You know what I haven't seen ever. 
college Superman. Because I know in like the 1930s, you could move from your small town, move to Metropolis. And if you had the story, oh, well, look at you, kid. I like your gumption. You're a reporter now. But this is not in 1930s. How does Superman become a reporter? How does Clark Kent go from Metropolis or from Smallville that, to Metropolis? Isn't that with the show Smallville? What's in between? I don't, I don't never watch. I, I never like watched it either. <laughs> no, I think he's just in Smallville. Small I, don't think he's in, <laughs> I don't think he's in college. I don't think he's in college. Okay. But I, I want, I want to know what Superman's college years were like, right? Clark Kent yeah. learning to be a journalist. He went to school, right? What did he do? And he, he seemed he to have drink. gotten a job, a major job at a major paper right after college. So he, he must have right? been an all-star uh, a reporter at his, his... ace reporter. Yeah. He had a really good internship. Yeah. Right? How does small town boy from Kansas become a star reporter at a major newspaper? I don't know, but I guarantee year? whoever his journalistic mentor was at one point did turn evil. That's just oh, like yeah. a Dr. Connors yeah. situation going on yeah. here. Yeah, I think... I, but I'm curious. That's the story I want to see. I want college Superman. And we didn't even get, we read Superman year one from Frank Miller and Frank Miller didn't even talk about college years. Really? Yeah. You figure if one guy we're going to talk about this, his dalliances during college, it would have been. Frank and, you, and you also get this sense that uh, Lois Lane is this ace reporter and she has a reputation. Yeah. So it feels like she's been a reporter for a while. Right. I would like a, a book to, or a show to, really look at the age gap i want her to be 10 years older than superman right when when he gets the job at the paper like it's his first job but yeah. she's been working there for 10 years and i want that to be another obstacle in the relationship like clark no he's just this kid like coming out of here and then like <laughs> the sense of he doesn't know how to like court an older woman and then there's discrepancies and like their cultural tastes and and like she, yeah because she's like dating people like lex luther and then you get this kid straight yeah. out of college now to be fair He's a strapping young man, that that Clark Kent. Yeah, he is a he's a big guy. Yeah. You can look past a lot of foibles when you're when you're that meaty. When you're that meaty of a man. <laughs> we didn't talk about Superman for all seasons, but literally when they'd have him as Clark Kent just hulking over everyone, you're like, come on, people. But I love that like his dad was like, he just has to stoop and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you do? No, that may have been the John Burke Byrne book. That's I John Byrne because it wasn't in the, jo yeah. No, John Byrne is talking about, look, mom, if he just puts my, look, ma, if he just puts my glasses on and stoops down, no one will know. And so you've got like unshouldered Clark Kent. Um, but I, I thought this was, I tell you what, if you wanted to do a Superman movie, right? And I feel if you go back and watch the Snyder one, they took from that 86 John Byrne they took from this and they made it a, they made it a movie, right? Like that beginning of the Snyder man of steel is so sci-fi. It is flying weird animals. It's flying spaceships. It's this golden city on a hill of the future. And I think if you were going to, if you're going to tell the Superman story, this is a way, like, I think this is, you have to, but, this could be your template for what that looks like. It's funny, the Snyder one too, but they advertised the Snyder one as a Superman for all seasons. Like the ads made you think it was this pastoral yes. landscape, small town come up. Uh, but mm -hmm. then it ended up being all these other ingredients from these other places, like this animated series and the burn yeah. uh, run and stuff like that. I'm interested to see what you, you say about the burn run. We we are going to have a variant in this summer where we've read different Superman yes. books that not both of us have read, and we're going to just talk to each other about what, what we learned from those yeah. books and should we read them. 
So I'm going to save John Byrne for that, but I just wanted to mention that I'm reading it and it very much is that this sci-fi origin and that John Byrne book is very similar to this one, right? Yes. It is that very thing. What we don't get in the animated series is Ma and Pa Kent for an extended period of time. Yeah, I get a little we bit, the, yeah. You get the I'm the young boy, I found my powers, Lana, oh, look at this, I can fly, that sort of thing. Racing dogs through the the field, right? You, like, you, you get that. And they go back to that well over and over again in the animated series. They go back and tap that. They go back and say like, oh, we want to introduce Lana Lang as a character. Let's go back and, and you know, do that flashback to him as a kid again. Let's do that piece yeah. of it. Um, I like the animated series. I'm for very serious. And I said this when I watched it again, um, when Renner and I watched it, that this is very much, this is the template for this would be a template for a great movie because you get to introduce Brainiac, but you don't spend time with Brainiac, right? You get to give Luther, you have to put, I mean, this is only 60 minutes. If you think about it, 2020, 20, yeah. right? So you get another hour and a half to fill Plus out it's this a super story. long theme song for a cartoon show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> you get to, you get to fill out. I feel like they do it twice in the intro to the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like you get to like fill out the, the bits and pieces you get to spend a little more time in smallville you get to spend a little more time with lex luther and all of that but this for me um you'd have to find a way to end it with a bigger sort of i don't know that's a pretty big battle between him and this mecha robot thing yeah. you'd need more of them though right like you'd need the one controlled by the person and the others are all drones that he yeah. has to battle right um, but I do like the Superman struggle that you're like, oh my gosh, like this robot is kicking his butt. Yeah. And the whole building falls on him and you're like, whoa, you yeah, know what I mean? Like get, get out of that thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and even when he goes in the fire to rescue like the kid from the, like, he's like huffing and puffing. He's like, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that of the Superman origins that I've consumed, when I think about, just the one, I'm sure there might be better ones out there, but if I was to have a kid and I wanted to introduce some Superman, like you see someone wearing a shirt, he goes, what's that? I'm like, let's comic book here. Like, what is Superman? I'd be like, okay, we have a clean slate. This kid it, it has, has not yeah. consumed any Superman. What's the first Superman you're going to put in, in inside this kid? It sounds weird. What's the first thing you're going to give this kid? I think this, <laughs> this, this animated series is it. More than the Chris yeah. Curry, you might be you might be like, oh, let's watch that original movie. That was a good one. Or let's watch the new like Snyder one. Or oh, let me let's I want to read to you uh, Superman versus the Clan because it's got a story into it, which is a Superman yeah. book that we did read. We we haven't mentioned. Yes, we yeah, forgot, we forgot about that one. That's a good one. Um, uh, on there, but I agree with you. This this is kind of like this is a very very concise, good one hour. A little less than an hour if you take away that very long theme song. Um, intro to Superman. Yeah. Of the players. You get Lois Lane. You get Jimmy Olsen with that great sort of red rooster mullet thing he's got going on. And like you a get, 90s, like Jason Priestley kind of uh, voice yeah. to him. Yeah. You get Luther. You get Perry Let's White. Let's talk about Luther. Luther is great in this. Great. Great. Yes. Like super intimidating. At the end of the the, the third part of this series yeah superman flies uh uh to uh, lex tower lex core tower 
and he has this dialogue. They have a, like a conversation. It's really not a conversation because Superman's just like mean mugging him. And Lex is, yeah. is going through, he's just throwing different strategies out. He's like, well, you can't be here. And then he's like, but this, so like, then he gets mad again. It, it's a, a, a writing wise, yeah. a monologue is supposed to take you through a character's a great, emotional arc. And he, great voice acting. He is just, he's changing like three different things. He's just throwing everything at the wall because he doesn't know the Superman guy yet. So he's trying yeah. like, all right, how do you handle it if you're my enemy? Well, how do you handle it if I try to like kind of bribe you in here? Well, how do you handle it if I threaten you? Um, yeah. And it's a, a, my favorite dialogue in those three issues is that last monologue by Lex where he's just like, I can't, I can't figure this guy out. I can't. Why can't I win? Yeah, and he's like, I will kill you. Like, I'll like I'll get you. And I just love that it's the dude from Highlander is the voice actor, right? Like Clancy Brown, that sort of like evil villain from Highlander. He has such a Fantastic. good, like deep, ominous voice. And that he's the guy who does Lex Luthor so very good. You don't get the you don't get the Lex Luthor that we got in um, you know, Superman for all seasons, the paunchy, balding redheaded Superman you get or Lex Luthor you get the Lex Luthor who's like a very like st- stocky and a I mean kingpin. he's not thin yeah very kingpinny right he's bald and and those broad shoulders that's just Bruce Tim style right you get that but you get this sort of very menacing conniving person and I and I love the interplay there's the scene where it's Clark and him and he's like I don't know it seems like you would have benefited from your you know your thing being taken and he's like are you saying i'm in on it right like like those little bits and pieces those cutting interplays the politics yeah. of i'm not sure what you heard or whatever there's no way you could prove it anyways and you're like, yeah you're right, right you're right it sucks oh my god we, especially as a katie ball even they're like no one's gonna believe me <laughs> yes yeah um i it was a very all of it the lowest lane's voice acting great great such a great character in in these three episodes just so good so when she tries to ditch clark so she can go to the story first by pawning jimmy olsen off on him she uses me a lot so i can see (laughs) (laughs) like it's just it's such good it's very good we're trying to figure out like who superman is i think this one is let's talk about lex here um because again just like in superman for all seasons a thing that i saw continue is the sense that Lex believes that he should be able to do whatever he wants to Metropolis because he built it. And he, right, in the cartoon, he says, it's like 90% of the people work for me, even if they don't know they work for me. Um, yeah. And there's a part of that that's very human. It's like, yeah, this was nothing. I built it. And now you're coming in telling me I can't do what I want with this? Because, right. yeah, it is. It, this is not, it's not a, we know that that's not the right way right. to create something. It's, it's also, the antithesis of Martha and Pa Kent, right? Who are like they created Superman, like you know they they build this person yeah. up, but they are like we don't have control of what you do, Clark. They're always the first to be like it's your choice, whatever it is. Lex is like no, right. it's mine. I get to destroy and it. I, also, I get to build it. Right. I think the other side of that is you get to see you get to see um, the sort of selfish action of Lex Luthor, who says I built this, so they owe me. Yeah, I have I have helped this city. Everything I do, I mean, you got that a little bit in the Tim Sale one, right? Like I built the city, I've helped the city. It would be nothing without me. They owe me, 
right? But then Superman is the like, I I owe this city. Yeah. The city doesn't owe me. I owe this city a debt for taking me in, for you know, you know, lifting me up, for being my home. And Lex Luthor's like, no, dude, the city owes me. Yeah. I do all of this work. The city owes me. And it's the opposite. Superman goes, no, I do all this work because I owe the city. And there's something, there's something, when you think about Lex Luthor, he is a very, I don't know, I find myself, like, in the, the, the darkest parts of myself relating to Lex Luthor in some ways, which is scary. And the sense of, like, he's building the city. Why do you do something? Because ultimately it's probably, like, insecurity. You want to be loved by people. So yeah. he, he builds this city. And building a city is not easy. You can't just, like, you probably can't do it without graft. I mean, no city has ever been built without graft yeah. and greed and all this like that. So in order to build this beautiful thing, he is a man who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And once he's built it and the city doesn't love him the way he wants them to, then he's like, I want to burn it all to the ground. If you're not going to love me, you're not going to burn it down to the ground. And I found yeah. places in my life where, like, you do this thing and the people don't appreciate it. They're like, well, then F it. Then, I'm, I, then we're not doing yeah. it anymore. You know, yeah. like there's a sense of I'm like, done. if you don't like it, then I'm done. I, I don't, I, you know how much work this is for me? You can't appreciate it. I mean, right. as teachers, like right. this is a feeling that we have all the time, <laughs> all the time, you know, like you little shits, Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I agree with you. And I think that makes him a, that makes him a great villain because it's now you get him occasionally in Superman stories yeah. Where he gets in the robot suit, right? You yeah. get Lex in the suit where he gets to as fight the Superman. big baddie, yeah. But I like Lex as the behind the scenes manipulator master, yeah. of things, right? Um, that he would allow these things to happen or he lets them happen or creates the system in which they do happen in order to get rid of Superman, right? I do like that idea of like, why do they love Superman? They should love me. Yeah. And that's that that's that anger between them is like, I've done all this stuff for the city and no one treats me like they treat him. Yeah. Right. Like that sort of very jealousy is a very interesting I, I villainy don't know. feeling. We're talking about like Superman Summer. We're trying to be very open about like our journey and the things that we're liking, the things that we're not liking, or the things we're discovering. I'm after these first two, you know, tastes of Superman with uh uh Superman for all seasons and this animated show. Like, I'm curious to see if my admiration for Lex as a character, not as a person, as like a character grows. Yeah. Because right now I'm like, I know of Lex. He's just kind of this amorphous, like corporate bad guy. But like, I'm really liking him. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to leave Superman Summer being like, Lex Luthor is one of my favorite comic book villains. Like top five. <laughs> Maybe. You know? Maybe, right? You're getting to see him in this sort of like, because on the outset, and really if you, if you go back and, you know, for us, who's Lex Luthor is that um, the Donner Superman movie, right? You get the Gene Hackman, the cartoony version of Lex Luthor. Um, and that's kind of goofy, right? That movie is kind of goofy, yeah. right? You get him and he's like yelling for his like henchmen and he's, but both of these Superman, the ones that we are, the both of these Lex Luthers and the two pieces of meat we've consumed right now are not that they're very much like very powerful men in the city. Mm. They have not, not like goofy goons at their disposal, but like legitimate dangerous people and things at their disposal. 
right? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, this is my plot to use a giant magnifying glass to burn down the city, right? But it's like, no, I want to make a billion dollars. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make like lots of money by making this this weapon of destruction. And ah, it got out of hand. Someone stole it. Oh well, <laughs> right? Like we had a deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, I really enjoyed this a lot. I think it's, it's a great watch. Uh, it makes me want to watch more of it again. It's been yeah. A while so since uh, I'm going to um, tonight. I saw when I was going through it that he, and I was a big fan of this show, Lois and Clark. Uh, uh yes. And so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into it. I'm going to see how, how I, I, I think I'm going to watch, I want to watch the pilot. I think the pilot would be a good watch. Yeah. Uh, well, but I'm, it's also going to be bad. Yeah. But I want to watch the well, pilot. Well, we're not, we're not doing this as an assigned assignment, but if we both happen to watch it next variant, we can, we can talk about it for a, a, a brief yeah. moment. Like we said, like I, I am, I'm in it. I'm in Superman Summer, man. Like I, I'm, I'm going to be going yeah. on and, and doing some uh, further research on some runs that might be a little bit off. I, I, I'm really looking for runs that aren't seminal, but that are looking at a, a Superman, a different part of his life. There's that beard. Who, who did the beard Superman beard Superman? Oh, who did uh, it? Anyways, Whoever. I'm going to go figure that out. Yeah. I I, that's something I never read when it came out, but I was like, that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, maybe that is like a weird middle-aged Superman where I'm not getting like the origin of it. <laughs> and so I, I might check some stuff like that out uh, and report back on this. What do we got next, Josh? I don't think we decided what we wanted to do next. We have oh, another really Superman question. for all ages. We've done. Two I think we have to two... end. I think we have to edge. I think we have to end on Superman. Another Superman book. So we have two Superman adjacent books in the middle. So we can go uh, Supergirl. When does the when does the um, the movie Flash movie come out? Next weekend. Okay, well, next Supergirl's weekend. making an appearance in that. So let's make uh, Supergirl our next book. Okay, so Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King. That is the book we're reading next. It is 12 issues, so we're really, you're going to oh. have to do some serious reading. Okay, good, flight. I got a plane flight. Yeah, exactly, I'm like, it's perfect. <laughs> you, had a, you, had a plane, you had a plane flight back to the States, so you can, you'll have perfect time to read that. I have to finish it. I haven't finished it yet because I was waiting for us to and, and, and we, show. Listen, audience, we have not read these books. Yeah. We no. reserve the right to call audibles at any moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if we get four uh, so issues into this and we're like, we're not, we, we're not reading this, we're not reading it. <laughs> so super supergirl woman of tomorrow uh and then after that we'll do jimmy olsen the matt fraction one and then we end superman summer with superman uh space age right which and we may just go you know what you may have read something in the midst that you're like dude i really want to read and talk about yep. this one we might or i it. might go hey hey i i read this john byrne we don't have to read all of it but i think it would be interesting for us to read this piece of it <clears throat> and we could skip the intro because every single Superman reboot has the, and here's Krypton, right? We're just going to get that. Um, so. And then we're going to have a pitch track. club at the end of some kind. We're going to continue yeah. to watch some more stuff. We'll probably watch like Chris Reeve movie at some point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know I will. I know I, if we're doing Superman summer, like I'm going to be watching the Superman movie. You, you have to. You have yeah. to. All right, so folks, thank you for tuning in. You can find the show over on the website, comicexposure.com. You can check out our merch table. You can check out all the stuff we do um, there. Um, you can follow us on your favorite podcast app. Maybe you're listening to us on one, but you'd like to listen to us on another. Go find it, see if you're there. Write us, write us review, rate us, share with your grandmother, your friends, whatever. We appreciate it. And uh, next up, Superman or Superwoman, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow is the next book. Travis Rats. I think that's it. We'll that's see it. everybody next trade.